Fitty, fitty. I know that's not a good answer. Fitty. All right. Absolutely. At one hundred percent, hundred percent. Then you. I would, and I would have to. And if too. I didn't know the guy, I'd probably try to ramble, wrangle up a few other guys, kill him, sneak him <laughs> in the water, and then threaten her and say, "If you ever do this again, we're gonna cut your head off like ISIS." <laughs> that probably wouldn't work. Anyway. Well, there you go. Happy episode seventy-one. <laughs> You're listening to the Pine Room Podcast, the home of sports, gambling, entertainment, and whatever the hell else has gone on this week. So pull up a seat by the fire, crack open a cold one, and make sure to get your bets in. Welcome to the Pine Room. This episode is sponsored by our good friends at IC Cab. Whether you're in the Ohio Valley, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Columbus, Morgantown, or Charleston, you've seen the cars around. IC Cab provides a simple transportation service for all your transportation needs, be it a ride to the Pittsburgh airport, because we all know it's cheaper than parking, corporate transportation, courier services, or just a ride home from the local bar. IC Cab is your way to roll. To book your next ride, call 304 232 1313. Or schedule a future ride at iccab.com slash contact. Then all you got to do is fill out some info and boom, you got a ride coming your way. Oh, all right, that's me. Give them a call. Tell them the Pine Room sent you. All right, hello everyone and welcome back to the Pine Room Podcast, episode 71. I'm back from a brief hiatus. I was ill last week. I fell ill to some unknown disease, the plague, something. In the middle of Good to see you convalesce yeah. and, and you're I, back with us. I've so. never... I, spell I, that one. <laughs> convalesce? Yeah. C-O... I can spell coalesce if it's convalesce. C-O-N-V-A-L-E-S-C-E. Convalesce. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Look it up, folks. Tell them why convalesce? we're doing this. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Like C O N V O L C E. C E. I don't know if I'm right though. C C O N V A L E S C E. Wow. Boom. I thought Siri. Is that what you said? Yeah. Were you always Did a you good speller? I think That's so. Impressive, I really Jugger. like English. English is well, my best. I love English, but, yeah. I, but to me, like English and spelling are to me well, are two different. I like, things. I would I like writing a I, lot too. I, me too. I love to write, but yeah. I don't know how to spell the words. Like I can, I can uh, put them together. I can say them. Yeah. I can put them on paper, but I got to spell check it. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, it's kind of personal. So, what do you guys write about? Just out of curiosity, is I, it just thoughts? I've always loved creative. For me, writing. it's just creation. Creative writing. Just, yeah. I love writing stories and doing all kinds of stuff. Like we played games, and I like writing stories for just different kinds of it's stuff. It's actually really impressive. That's actually doing. super cool. But do you know the most? Um, actually, I don't even want to say most. I'm gonna go above most. Mostly, all successful people, multimillionaires, are writers, not creative writers. But writing down what they're doing for the day, or if they have something next to their, like they put notepads next to their bed in case that they wake up at three o'clock in the morning, they have a thought, they write it down. So Uh, I was a huge write stuff down, like when I was in school, write stuff on a whiteboard, so I don't, I don't miss 
miss like assignment or a meeting or something. I get that. That was a big thing for me. I'm a task oriented kind of cat. So the fact of matter that helps me, I'm a sticky note dude. So like I have two different computers in my office. I have a laptop and then I have a freestanding and my freestanding screen truly acts as the sticky note thing. And it is th- so task oriented. It's the fucking greatest thing in the world when I can take one of those sticky notes and fucking yeah. throw it in the garbage. Yeah. It feels great. It's like yes. a cork board. Like a, yeah. mm-hmm. my dad always Very says. expensive one, but that's cool. <laughs> yeah. My dad always says that his favorite thing to do is like he'll write lists down for stuff that he has to do, and then his favorite thing is to check things off the ah, list. Ah, it's a great thing. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I like writing in words. I enjoy. I enjoy words. Uh, That's actually actually that made now that Tyler said not that I would ever question that because I gu- I guarantee both your shit's just probably fucking goofy good. But I would like to just kind of see <laughs> why. But here's Wait. the thing: I, w- I would say that you guys are probably completely opposite ends of the spectrum what you're creatively writing about, even though you guys have a lot of the same likes. Or it, um, I would imagine no. Oh. Yeah, probably. Well, I don't know. No, I don't think because I think I'd be on the same wavelength as him. Like he and I will have a lot of likes. Yeah, similar that's things. what I'm saying. I know you wouldn't think it because the sports and the no, yeah, but I do actually it. believe that because you but guys like even your new show. All and stuff of our like stuff you. that we have, yeah, we have a lot of like yeah. brain melting type stuff. <laughs> but I think you you probably read like when I did those golf write ups and just oh, just some little like that. Phenomenal like this, stuff. I, I yeah. like that kind of stuff. We've well, yeah. been telling a story about friends and people and just in you know it's yeah fun. your golf shit they have was fucking great. Great, great. Yeah, car- when you guys comparison. read those on the, I didn't even, you know, I write it. It's like, okay, it's okay. And then you guys actually, the way you read them in the previews when you videoed yeah. it, it is actually really good. It, it worked out really good. That like the really way you fun. presented it that was. stuff that yeah, I wrote. You, say was, oh, I'm trying to remember who some of the Harold Varner. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> Harold Varner and Job was, uh, shit. He was, you were a left-handed guy, so Phil was Mickelson, Mickelson probably. Yeah, I, was yeah. Mickelson, I, think I, I think, Phil yeah. Mickelson. Yeah, we came in last. <laughs> That'll be coming up soon. I got to get, yeah. get ready for that. That's yeah. amazing. That is we're, crazy. We got some good, We got some stuff cooking. We got a lot that. of shit yeah. going on. Yeah. Actually, Champ hit me up. Champ hit me up on Saturday night about that. Oh, about did the golf? He? he did. He goes, you excited <laughs> for the golf outing? I can't. Fuck yeah, him. I am. Did you have a good time Saturday? I'm I wish I would have made it. Yeah, you know what? I, as you guys know, I'm a big old loser, so I don't get do much anymore. But when I do get out, yeah, I tell you what, it's I obviously a great fucking time. When yeah. I think of Jeff Doyle, I don't think of a big old yeah, loser. I don't, I don't <laughs> well, just because, in honesty, I don't. I don't. I'm a homebody now. The older that I've gotten, I yeah. like home and this. And so at the end of the day, I know that. Like you pop out a little bit, you know. What's I mean, that? You pop out a little bit. Blue moon. But yeah. when I do, fucking shit's gonna hit the yeah, fan. Yeah, We're gonna have you fun. Come out, gonna, you show up. One hundred percent, without a doubt. I'm I, proud of that. Thanks, Tyler. I do like when you're when you're you have you're like um you're you stay you steady roll, but then on the times when you're ready to go, mm-hmm. you're ready Full to go. Fraud, like man. when when yeah. we were down here for the the Christmas party, uh, I was on like donkey. You Don. were on. Yes, you were love on that's what happens. Game. You guys don't know this yet, but Jeff can attest. That's what happens when you get older. You got to pick your spots. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. true. You, though. you go full <laughs> out when you do, but yeah, it's you cannot do it yeah. weekly. It's just not going to work. I think I, I I'm I'm getting close to that. I I, I rarely get like I there I don't think there's been a. I don't think I've ever drank, except for Ocean City. I don't oh. think I've drank back to back to back days. Coach, so is that three? Coach, oh Jesus, yeah, that. Coach, on. coach had his stretch this past weekend. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm sure. I, coach said, uh, I think it was Saturday. He's like, "Hey, Chris, we gotta drink again today." <laughs> yeah, yeah, we gotta drink. Yeah, so again. we we went to we went to Dunbar down to the pitch, uh, uh, bar down in it's right outside Charleston. Really, really cool place. That they were super cool and. Uh, Wayne was awesome from Big Timber, and we had a we had a really good time. And oh, uh, Chris and Coach got got. Uh, what does what does uh, Champ say? They got gooned. gooned. They got gooned up. We had gooned, a. Yeah. Uh, I swear to God, the the ride back home 
felt like we were in the car for five hours. It was how long? long just it was real we, long. we were we had, we had to stop three times for a coach to piss. Uh, <laughs> Shocker! And, and then, he was but, eating peanuts in the back. Of the car <laughs> yeah. caught him all over the car. I'm sure your mom was proud of that. I heard that, that wasn't a good Sunday no, morning. No, no, it wasn't a good Sunday. She wasn't too happy. She was. She was. Jeez. Excuse me, Saturday morning. Yeah, it Saturday, wasn't a good morning. Saturday morning. We, and, and we pulled in the driveway, and she was—you could tell, like that look, because she was good. getting ready to leave, and there were beer cans under her seat. <laughs> oh, there were geez. peanuts, uh, peanuts all over the it's floor. Like That's hot fries. Nobody uh, answered me, and actually, I asked, hit up your dad. I asked if it looked like fucking Nick Nardoni massacring <laughs> peanuts, <laughs> like in that kind of situation. Well, they were—they were de—they were uh, de-shelled de peanuts. Oh, so, so, that, so that, that helps a little bit, but still, the small. Small peanuts didn't help, help coach. But and, and uh, they were all over the floor. My mom was pissed. But then when we came down here to do the uh, commercial in the morning, and him and my my dad and Chris look at each other. My dad says, "Damn, Chris, we got to drink again tonight." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like and Cooley said, "Oh, you have to drink." Got like, it. Well, yeah, yeah. And then as uh, as fate allowed it, well, I guess I shouldn't say they they were tasked to do something. For the the sake of the group, yeah. Well, that's their fault. <laughs> the Hungover, of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for the sake of entertainment, they were tasked to do something that you guys yeah. will see. Uh, well, it should already be out, and we'll, we'll I'll give a spoiler uh, next week as to who was who. Um, but it was a fun time. Thank you to Icy great. Cab. That's great cool. job. Tate was awesome. Good yeah. stuff. So what happened last week? I listened to the podcast. Uh, Matt was talking about his um, the fog cutters. His fog cutters. <laughs> oh, that yeah, shit was yeah. so funny. <laughs> Yeah, you ever had one of those, Jeff? I have, yes, <laughs> I have. Well, we're, I what at the Chinese restaurant, you yeah. can only order three, yeah, right? Yeah, they would and then they cut you off. Yeah, they, well, they let me have exactly four what one time. he said. <laughs> so, Riz, just to recap, what was in a fog cutter? I honestly I have to look it up. It tastes, <laughs> I'll tell you, it tastes like a wine punch. The one on D, I all of the above. Yeah, that's what I told Tyler. It has like it's like a Long Island iced tea. It's got like a thousand things, See, but that, it is good. It's very good. That's what I would like to have a drink, uh, uh, like a. What do they? What do you call that? Like a not a mixed. Well, it is a mixed drink. But like, if you could bottle that, what would you call it? Like, if you went to the store, like and a pre-made mix kind of thing. Kind of, but but if yeah, it'd be like, like a, a graveyard, you could no. make it Subway. It'd be like, <laughs> you know a, what? like an a, alcoholic. It'd be graveyard. like a, a malt liquor version of yeah, a, of kind a, of. Okay. See, I would love to come up with a pine room like some kind of malt liquor. Pine room like, punch. Oh, that's not bad. Oh, yeah, that's good. All right, here we go. Trademarked right now. Ready, fog cutter. Here we go. White rum. Oh, Jesus. Gin, brandy, orange juice, lemon juice. I feel like there's more stuff. Oh, am, 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 amaretto? Am, no, amatillo. I don't know. This is some <laughs> sort of sherry, which is like a wine. Wait, so 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 gin? Gin, rum, rum. brandy, and so then, then orange juice, lemon juice. I thought there was more liquor than that. Mint, and then this sherry, which is like a wine, and then almond-flavored mm. liqueur or syrup. Okay. Oh wow. Cool. You so, were on the wine wagon the other yeah, night. Yeah, I'm. I'm a new wine guy. I like it now. It's you awesome. said. You, you said. Uh, you hit a wall. Oh, dude. Because I, for some reason, just started drinking a bottle of wine one Saturday at my house while I was playing Call of Duty with these guys, and I literally had to get off the game because I was so shit faced. <laughs> I was. I was playing the game and I was spinning. I was like, Jet, like, I am so out of it. Right yeah. Now. There was a point that, like he said, he hit a wall and. You know, we're talking the whole night and having fun, laughing, and and there was like, you know, we got game as we get later and later. I'm playing, and I was like, 
Cooley's gone. He's not even here. I couldn't even hear him because he. I I knew then he was he was. Well, you, were drinking, you were you were you were smoking a little gar too. Yeah, I had a cigar too. Cigar and wine all by I myself. Listen oh, to that, that fucker. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I knew I that make it. you proud. hundred percent. So what'd you find, man? Oh, well, I found another recipe that has uh, cognac in there oh, as well. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck four. is that? Cognac? It'd be like a. It'd be like Carvossier or uh, what's the other one? The other big one. Um. Hennessy's not. Yeah, Hennessy. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, Chad Henny. I forgot we drank the anybody bottle on that, Easter. Anything that, anybody that actually drinks Hennessy, like, just to hey, drink it is... That high-end Hennessy we had that at Easter. Was that was fucking good. X, yeah, well, Hennessy X. Or yeah, XO. something. Yeah, Max, yeah, Max spent brought, like yeah. $112 on that I was going to say it's an expensive bottle, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. It, yeah. it is. It is a cool looking bottle. I do oh, like yeah. the bottle. I don't of know if I've seen the bottle. I'm not. A, I'm not a Hennessy it's guy. Like, it's like there's something about the cloud of having a bottle of Hennessy, even though it tastes like shit. It's You're awful. just carrying. I don't it think it's that bad. It. I really. I don't like sucks? regular have Hennessy. You, I think regular Hennessy have you tastes ever had like shit. 1942. Uh. Uh-uh. That's an not an expensive bottle. That it tastes like shit too. I don't understand why all the expensive stuff is all awful. Oh, <laughs> well, it's all like you could light it on fire. Yeah. It's like it's like lighter fluid. I mean, my job, but it blows up. Antifreeze. We got into a big discussion Saturday night about wine. So it's funny that you're saying this. Like we were talking about how different the wine buzz is and um, how it can make you so sick if you drink too much. I mean, obviously any liquor, it sneaks up on you, makes you really (laughs) – Actually, you know what the best part about it is? Your story came out. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it came out. It was the curse of the wine. It happened three years in a row. Was oh, me. don't worry, that room's gone yeah, it's, now. It, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a cursed room. That whoever's live, whoever's gonna live there now is gonna be uh-huh. the first day. He's gonna be. Have you ever told that story on there? I don't think. I don't know that yeah. story. Do you know this? I, don't I think, think so. I've told. I think Maybe I've told you. I think yeah, told you would know this story. Um, wine yeah. and fucked up. Pretty oh, simple, man. right? Oh man, it was. So it happened three years in a row. First was me. Then it was. Uh, Chris's son Derek, and then it was uh, Chris's sister-in-law Bonnie. Hold on, so you were the because I was told that it went whoever you just said last, then you, then Derek. Bonnie was last. My dad always fucks that up. So what? I don't know what happened. So uh, it was (laughs) it was was Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving, and it was like eighteen. It was sixteen or eighteen years old. In between that. And I hadn't really been a drink. I really rarely drank, and which don't drink underage, but and I but. (laughs) Well, I th- I think you're in I drank a family it. I environment. You were you're. I think I like drank you at your house anything. first, yeah, that, like, and that was the first time I drank. I, I got beat by Brooke. I was pitching. I got beat by Brooke in that night. <laughs> That'd I make me like drink too. A drink under the bridge, but um, <laughs> anyway, uh, we went. We had Brooke Thanksgiving school, and yeah, not a human. <laughs> a being. girl like, named yeah, Brooke or a boy named <laughs> yeah, Brooke beat the shit out of you. Broke my nose. Hopefully, it was a girl. Um, so I we went to Thanksgiving and. Uh, we had this big bottle of Chablis Blanc, which is a white wine, and it was. I thought it was red. No, it was white. I have you a picture sure? of it. No, I Derek have, got I have red. a picture uh, of it on my phone. Uh, it's a Chablis Blanc, and I'll, I'll Uncle never Tim was it. pouring it for you. Uncle Tim. So I took one cup, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll have influence. a glass of wine. Why not?" And I'd never drank wine before, and I said, like, oh, "This is pretty damn good. It tastes like grape Just juice." Just like what you were saying, Jeff. So mm-hmm. I had it. I had a, I had a glass, and I had two, and then my uncle Tim, my dad's brother, starts feeding me these glasses. Like every time I yeah. was. Every time I was done and I sat it down, it'd be full again. And, and to put it in, and you know this, but like Uncle Tim is the version of. So I'll put it like this: they're brothers, both professional drinker level. Oh. But the difference between your dad and Uncle Tim is Uncle Tim drinks the whiskey, yeah, and the wine straight, like, and like he's very, like he and I together, we just like I don't drink liquor that much, but when I go with him, 
If I go to his house or we met up at the beach a few times, it's like we drink an entire he, bottle of whiskey ourselves. He, like he's just very sophisticated drinker. Same version of Mark, but like Mark's all beer, and then Tim's like liquor, wine, and you know yeah. he's giving it the job. Like, oh, this kid's got the genes yeah. to drink this <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah. And, My uncle Tim, he drinks like regular Crown straight, straight oh, in okay. a, yeah, on in a cube, a, in yeah. a, on a cube, and back just jumping back a little bit uh when we were at i think it was aunt sue's house for something and he was there he probably when a, he came in for thanksgiving one time yeah and i took just a swig of it out of the bottle because i never had it before and i literally <laughs> thought my esophagus was gonna burn out of my like throat <laughs> or out of my neck it reminds me of another go ahead and tell so, the rest of this story because i had another one that so we me. were at the at the dinner table and he just starts giving me these wine these glasses of wine and they were like job's basically going drink for drink with him and and i'm good. and i didn't know <laughs> didn't any bode better. well not good no. i didn't know any like, better because it tastes like fruit yeah. juice. Like, and i had only i'd only been drunk once so i really didn't know my limit and he just kept giving them to me and by the end of the night we finished the bottle of chablis and it was a I big mean, it was a too. it was like a growler like a big drum like a, it had the <laughs> finger like the little glass yeah. finger loop and we got done with it and i remember i got up and I and I stepped like up on that step. Well, you well you hadn't you hadn't stood up. You were sitting the whole time. No, right? I stood up one time. I got up and I went on that. There was like a there's a little ledge right before you get into the living room. And I remember I stepped up on that ledge and I went, oh shit. And I went to the bathroom and I looked in the mirror and I went, you're good. Isn't that a you're shitty good. feeling when like when you you know it's up? over. Yeah. You yeah. can't yeah. get it back. Yeah, it's done. And, and actually, when you're giving yourself the fucking pep talk <laughs> in the mirror, <laughs> you're already yeah. put cold you're water already, in your face. You're like, already oh, gone. be all right. Just, just get through the night. Yeah, you're yeah. already gone. If yeah. you're giving yourself that speech, <laughs> you're done. But at least you weren't saying like, oh, I got to drive home. No, So you were in a safe environment. Yeah. So I was standing. I was at the mirror in the bathroom. I was like, I'm good. You're good. You're good. You experienced this before. We're good. Just go back in there. And, of course, I go back in, and he starts giving me more wine. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, good night. I'm like, all right. I, I started going. And the last thing I remember, and now it's kind of pieced back together since I've since it happened. Last thing I remember, I was talking to Game of Thrones with Matt, and I mentioned Brienne of Tarth, who's a character on Game of Thrones. His Uncle Tim watches that, too, and he and was talking about it. the this. lights went out, and I woke up the next morning. And I woke up in the bed, and I felt great. I felt like a million dollars. But I was like, I, I kind of got up, and I was like, man, that something's not clicking right now. And I went, oh, shit. I got drunk, and I don't remember the night. And then it started to fill, fill in. I puked at oh, the I'm table. I'm sure your dad remembered you. I puked at the table. Well, you remember I puked quick. at the car. I puked, in the, puked, I puked on at the table. table. No, at the table. Well, like, like, I had a. Well, no, this is what I remember this so vividly. Uh, he, the, he hits the wall and like he sits gone, like boom, his face just changed. Then, Everything your, da changed. then your dad was a mess. So, about and, that. and this is funny that he he's about to throw up. I think it was me. I believe it was me grabbed the bugle bowl yeah. and was gonna put it up. There, so he yeah. puked in the bugle bowl, but then somebody grabbed a, a garbage bag real Janet. quick. Oh yeah, grabbed the, the bag real quick. His head goes into the bag, and then that was. Hold it. on, was that it a bugle was, bag? No, it would have been a, really. A yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That'd no, been <laughs> I I never puked in my like I well I mean I have but I I've not alcohol maybe, related maybe once or twice in my life like uh, in I I don't puke I just like when I get sick I don't throw up I I make it like a point not to throw up so to do that on wine was like I remember over top the toilet at home. I th my mom just bought our car. It was the Rogue. It was a yeah. brand new Nissan, brand new, and I puke. Like in a couple the days seat. old. Yeah. Anyway, so I get home, I throw up in the toilet, then I go to bed, and I wake up, 
and then the rest is history. But uh, I felt horrible for days. Like, not sick, but I was like, I felt like I ruined the night. I'm like, I, I was so guilty. I apologized to Aunt to Aunt Lynn and his his dad. I was like, I feel terrible that I didn't that ruin I didn't. anything. You made it, it was fun. So oh, that's like a core. Glad you're that's all a right. Core memory. Yeah, so, then, we're still talking about it three Derek years later. It the so. Next year. so the next year, my cousin Dilo, who is Chris's son, uh-huh. uh huh, he gets into the red wine and similar 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 account. experience. Yeah, didn't similar. throw up, but that it was, was Thanksgiving like, also. Like yeah, it was not good. And then my cousin Bonnie got into the white that was wine Christmas party, and yeah. the red wine and she was yeah, mixing. She was mixing. Is that Medivic? Bonnie Medivic? No. I didn't realize you guys were related. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Jesus. <laughs> you, <laughs> could, you, could, you could we'll take... leave that there. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if it was. Um, Don't no. So she gets into red and white wine and she got hammered and she fell into the Christmas Vomiting tree. Vomiting on the way. Yeah. God rest his soul is the greatest day of his life. The greatest day of his life, he said, that is because he's always the one taking the shit for drinking, and it was his wife this time. Oh, yeah. okay. So, they were on the. He side felt of the very highway. vindicated. And he, he was, he, yeah, they had to pull over on the on the highway yeah. so she could throw up, and, and he, he opens laughed. up the tailgate on his truck and sat on the tailgate, just laughing watched. his ass off, and said it was the greatest day of his life. <laughs> like giving the golf clap. Yeah, and yes. stuff like that. Mm. Do you? Does anybody else? Real quick, we got a couple minutes where we got to get our guest on the line, but. Uh, Anybody else have any puke stories? You you got hammer on your twenty first birthday. I know that. Yeah, we've towed that on here. Yeah, I've got I've thrown up plenty of times. I've had uh, not proud of it. Um, obviously, like Jubber gave the disclaimer, wait till you're twenty one to drink. But my freshman year of high school, went to a house that I grew up with this family my whole life. They literally um, went out of town for a little bit. Daughter threw a party. They had just put all new carpeting in their upstairs. Oh, <laughs> I know where this first time ever. Oh, obviously I was a freshman, so it was first time for everything. Drank a butt ton of gin. Have not drank gin since then. So that is what Ooh, fourteen that's years a old. Tough I'm four. I'm, four I'm forty-five. So thirty years. I've never tasted gin, and I fucking you, you know the mouth. Oh, and, yeah. and this is so ignorant. I'm so so disgusted myself. Granted, I was fourteen, <laughs> fifteen years old. You could feel it coming, but I was so fucked up and obviously was new to being fucked up. I start spitting on their carpet because I knew I, I, knew, I, I knew something was going to oh, happen. Yeah. Oh, no. Next thing I know, I just started fucking puking all over oh. their carpet. Oh, I've known these man. people my whole life. Literally, their relatives bought me, uh, before I was born, outfits over in Ireland. I mean, just, yeah. Fuck. Oh, you thought, not, not representing the Doyle family very I, well at all. I, mm. I thought I felt bad. Good yeah. God. And you know you where I do property damage. <laughs> yeah. You know, the best part about it, too, we'll get to our guests, is my dad picked me up that night because literally just it was at the bottom of the hill um and i knew that i fucked up because i didn't get in the front seat i got in the back seat oh, so my dad yeah. knew right away yeah. that Matt, fucking shit you, wasn't have, right have you had any bad well the fog cutter fog one was but that oh, that yeah. one was more just like brain like <laughs> i don't know but like i said brain eating and me no actually when i was in high school i feel i think yeah it was probably high school um some of my friends and i drank this stuff called and it's similar to what jeff said it was called ice 101 I'll never. I couldn't drink it again if I had to. It, it's one. It was one. Ice one. Oh, it's horrible. It was like peppermint schnapps, but it was really high test peppermint schnapps. Uh, it was horrible. It was like drinking mouthwash. And at the time, you're thinking like, oh, you know, you know, I'm a, I'm a rookie drinker to say That's the me, least. Yeah. And you're drinking something that tastes good, and you're like, oh, this is good. It tastes like peppermint patty. Yeah. Uh, oh, we God. like three of us out in the fucking snow throwing up, <laughs> like, but it, because we knew it was coming. Like I was so like, bad. all right, you know, I got to get outside here, so I don't want to do do what, what an idiot. I, what I, I like I going out in the mm. snow and I remember just laying in that snow for like an hour and then by the time it was done with it's cold and you start to feel better but yeah. oh, it was horrible and I, I could like never drink that laying again laying in the snow I feel like everybody has that one drink they throw up from 
Yeah, like, like if I smelled that band. stuff, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's true. My high school was Red Apple Ale. Like that was the first beer I was drinking. Really? And, well, yeah. you must have drank a shitload oh, of that. Oh, dude, I because I didn't know my limit. Oh, you know, I get my that. First time drinking, I do up. I can't. All rookie drinking. stories. Yeah. All yeah. rookie stories. Well, if yeah. anybody, yeah. Hard way. if anybody's got any stories, DM us on Instagram. We'll Vaughn talk about stories. them. We'll talk about them yeah. uh, in the next episode. Jared, I remember the one time we got to the pine room, not to cut job off, but like. Jay said he like Jarrett was a mess. He was like on the, the bathroom floor. I remember you were hor- you were in terrible pain. I had, I had these. I had these he showed up with like Stevie on. Wonder. But what My did mom- you drink that made you fucked up? I can't so remember. I, I think it was just. I, Wait, I think this just bush, yeah, just yeah, bush light. Like Thirty I think. bush lights. and it was like the first time that I really right. really. Well, that's went what I. Hard. I didn't even know you drank that much, and then they were like. I think even soup. I think we were taking shots of crown. Yeah, we, and it was something. And, and, there and, you, and go. you were like a literal corpse almost. Oh, I had these damn sunglasses on. I looked oh. blind. And, oh, I slept on the bathroom floor that night. Yeah. It, it was bad. My eyes were like like so popping out of my head. I, I was so fucked up. So brutal, though, man. Oh, so God, brutal. Yeah. It, it was uh, <laughs> one of one of my uh, proudest moments. I mm. think. Shit, I just uh, I, now I don't even really think about it. If I got to throw up, I'm like. Shit, I'm throwing up. Oh, yeah, it now out. you're just experienced enough. You yeah. just know. I'm seasoned. Yeah. You get to that point. I haven't thrown up in a long time. Knock on wood. Yeah, let's yeah, make on. it happen. <laughs> oh, try right. not to do that. It's a new no. season in the pine room. Yes. No. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. We'll be back with Jerry Thomas, a promoter for the Rough and Rowdy. Oh, man. Just great, great stuff. Let's go. Up. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Pine Room Podcast, but you don't just have to listen to the podcast. We have some other stuff out there, too, like Better's Last Stand, our sports betting show covering all things sports and betting, or Soup and Stuff, where Soup sits down with business owners, athletes, and other professionals for good conversation. Or if you want to listen to us live, you can tune into The Watchdog, FM 98.1 or AM 1600, or you can listen live online at thewatchdognetwork.com. You're listening to the Pine Room Podcast. All right, hello everyone. Welcome back into the Pine Room Podcast, episode 71. Uh, we have on the line a good friend of the podcast, good friend of the studio here, Jerry Thomas, promoter of the Rough and Rowdy. We talked to you last year uh, when the Rough and Rowdy was in town. We had an absolute blast, but uh, we appreciate you coming on, Jerry. I know you're busy this time of year, especially with what's coming up. But uh, it's good to hear from you again. How you been, and uh, how things? How great. are things looking for uh, for this year? Well, first off, we're doing great. We're busy. Uh, all things are good. Uh, this event, uh, Friday night, of course, at West Banco Arena is Barstool Rough and Rowdy Twenty Two Twenty Second Event uh, for this this event or this uh, format, which is uh, as we talked before and you've seen in person, I think. Uh, it's a one-night boxing event, similar to Tough Man in some ways. In fact, uh, I've had people describe it as Tough Man WWE style with a sprinkling of circus, <laughs> and uh, it's very entertaining. Uh, the card we we put together uh, for Friday night is probably the best one I've ever seen. At least on paper, it looks like it. Uh, Never know until they get in the ring, of course. But I mean, there's some great, great matchups on the the event. We have uh, 20 bouts scheduled. Six of those 20 are female bouts. One is a dwarf match, and we have a couple of giants fighting. So giants. we have a little bit of everything. Yeah. Well, six foot six, 300 pounds. That's that's oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's close to a giant right. as we can get. I think. 
that's, that's a fair yeah, statement. It's looking, yeah, exactly. It, it's looking really good. And there is no such thing, but if there was in, in the dwarf division, uh, if there was a heavyweight division, these guys that are fighting uh, Friday night would fit the bill. Uh, Jeremy Smith is undefeated, six straight bouts in rough and rowdy. He's the rough and rowdy uh, dwarf champion. Now he's dynamite, he's pretty good size. He's yep, yeah. and that's uh, dynamite, Boy. Jeremy Smith. Yeah, he, we we got to know him last year. Great guy. Yeah, great guy. Uh, Jeremy is four foot six, and his natural weight is 145 he's a you know he's very stocky very strong uh does a lot of power lifting he actually uh squats 750 pounds holy <laughs> shit <laughs> I remember that last think, wow think, think about that think about that now the interesting part about jeremy and i'll talk about it just for a minute and i'll go back to the main event but uh, jeremy uh has been cutting weight anywhere from 10 to 15 pounds for his previous fights because all of his opponents were smaller uh, anywhere from 110 to 120 pounds which is the average size you know person little person like that so we we were in search for someone his size got lucky and found a guy from south beach miami florida who is a pro wrestler He's, he's had 10 underground fights, won them all. Oh, boy. Uh, according to him, we can't verify, but I did see video <laughs> on one. He, he happens to be the biggest dwarf I have ever seen. He is four foot eight, two inches taller than Jeremy Smith, and he weighs 154 pounds. Oh, wow. His, yeah, his his name is Rafizi. One word, Rafizi. <laughs> Rafizi. R A F E Z Y. And uh, oh, so Rafizi is um, very vocal, very positive. Uh, you know, very confident. Uh, and I, and of course, Jeremy's happy to fight someone close to his size. Although he, I don't think he expected someone bigger than him, uh, which will be a, a first time for him. So that's a great matchup, and uh, uh, again, if there if there was such a thing as a heavyweight division for dwarfs, this would be it. Uh, the main event is a rematch mm -hmm. from March of this past March. Uh, Michael Make It Happen Brown from Parkersburg uh, defeated Bobby Lights Out Lang from Braintree, Massachusetts, back in March on our Charleston show. Uh, they butted heads during the fight. Bobby Lang at the the, uh, the worst end of that. Uh, he insists that it was deliberate. Of course, the referee didn't call it that, and Michael Brown insists that it wasn't. So, uh, lights out. Lang lost the decision. Uh, demanded a rematch. Michael Brown said he would be glad to give him a rematch. So flash forward to July 1st of this year, the West Virginia Athletic Commission. I don't mean to ramble on here. No, keep on going. That's yeah, great. This is interesting. Okay, so July 1, the, the West Virginia State Athletic Commission, who sanctions and supervises uh, all, all combative sports in West Virginia, they set the rules and regulations. Well, there are rules for the, these events as well as Tough Man. And uh, so – uh, at the request of you know several people, they they changed the rules and increased the number of rounds that people can 
fight in this event and in Tough Man's if we want. And so now we have the ability to do five round bouts. Now there's still still one minute per round, but instead of the normal three rounds, uh, the main event is going to be scheduled for five rounds. We also have two other bouts that are uh, you know part of our main events or featured fights on the card that are also five rounders and. Uh, so the, the Lights Out Lang and Make It Happen Brown match scheduled for five rounds. That's the main event. It's a rematch. They both have been talking and training like crazy for uh, months now, anticipating this rematch. And you might remember uh, Bobby Lang is the guy who beat Pac-Man Jones twice. Yes. yes. And Big Dig Daddy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's yep. when he was That's in wheeling last year. Yep. Booty Daddy. Yeah. Big Dick Booty, booty Daddy. Yeah. yeah. That was, <laughs> hey, Jerry, is he still around? Is that guy West still around? Lincoln. He absolutely is. Okay. In fact, <laughs> you're going to love this. Uh, he was signed by a professional wrestling group <laughs> out of uh, Atlanta. Wow. And he's now touring the country. Uh, Professional wrestling. Oh my god! Oh, he was a good villain. I'll I tell was going to say he played he that role very well. He's a yeah. great. He makes for, he makes for a great bad guy. We actually had him on uh, the tr- same event that Brown and Lang fought on in Charleston back in March. And, uh, and as you might remember, you know he, he got in a little bit of hot water in Wheeling, March yep. of '22. Punched out another fighter. Got into a scuffle with the police and. Uh, after he left the ring, of course he quit in that fight against. Lyon. He did. He yeah. went soft he on us, Jerry. Is that? And now, yeah, he now, did. He this... did. He couldn't land a haymaker, so uh, he, he had to play dirty. Out. Yeah, hey, this might be. A, yeah, you know, did. you he you tried. might not be able to yeah. reveal this, uh, and I, I that you don't <laughs> don't feel pressured, but. Is that is yeah. is is this? And in my a little look behind the curtain, is this a character that he does? Is he? Like, have you spoken to him one-on-one before? Oh, many times. And, yeah. and, and No, he's nuts. That's him. He's nuts. He's a complete fruitcake. He's oh, nuts. Wow. All, right. Uh, all right. Well, that actually leads likeable into my next question. For, oh, good. I'm sorry. He's actually a likable guy off camera. was always very respectful with, with me and our, our crew. But, uh, no, that's him. That's him. That's his personality. <laughs> so he makes for a perfect pro wrestler. Uh, but we had him on a show in Charleston, and he ended up fighting one of the very few draws that I've ever seen in oh, wow. uh, one of these events. And uh, he uh, he left town a, an unhappy camper, but vowed he'd be back <laughs> again. So I don't know. <laughs> now he's we wrestling. Might see him again down the road, but. Yeah, but what about uh, the, you know what to piggyback off of that from a recruiting side of things, and you made the statement yeah. about a circus. So, is there a recruitment involved? Yeah. Number one, or do people just automatically fall on your doorstep? And part two of that is, well, is there like a uh, we th- do? I'll go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say we do some some uh, some recruiting via social media and our website. But here's an example of what we're dealing with, and this is the norm. Um, we we received over 600 applications from from men and women across the country who wanted to participate in this event this week in Wheeling, and we're we're only matching 20 fights with two alternates. So we were charged with selecting 42 people out of over 600. So it's a it's a it's pretty t- t- tough job, uh, you sure. know. So we have a, a 
you know, a combination of some locals, some regional fighters, and of course some national people that are going to be on the card or are on the card this Friday night. But the uh, one of the the other five round featured bouts is a guy that, that I'm sure you you may remember, the Polish Hammer yeah. yes. from Barnesville. Yes. Polish Hammer, six foot seven, two hundred and five or ten pounds. Uh, real name Hunter Markovich. Hunter Markovich, three time Ohio Valley Tough Man champion. Actually, twice in Wheeling, once in Parkersburg. He is taking on a, a guy from Connecticut by the name of Daniel Diamond Hands Amesbury, who is a pro hockey player oh. who is undefe- undefeated in six fa- fights. Uh, Diamond Hands Ans- Amesbury fought four bouts on the ice. Of course, he fought a lot of fights on the ice, but there, there was actually an event uh, created by some hockey promoters called Ice Wars. And they basically put two hockey players, uh, you know, on the ice in their uniform with no helmet and MMA gloves. And they fought on the ice. Of course, they got skates on three one minute rounds with MMA gloves. Okay. And uh, so Diamond Hands, of course, he he used to fighting on the ice and and about every game, I guess. But uh, he. he won four straight, and actually he's the Ice Wars heavyweight champion. Uh, he's coming down in weight to fight to meet uh, the Polish Hammer, uh, who's a little bit lighter. But So that's that's a great matchup. That's going to be is scheduled for five rounds as well. Uh, so that's, that's the second fight down. Then we have another well-known Ohio Valley fighter, uh, another former tough man champion on the card. Um, we have the American Redneck, Brad Hunter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's our boy. He's a good dude, yeah. really good dude. Oh, great guy, great guy. And the interesting thing about Huntsman and Markovich, they're both 23, 24 years old. I mean, they are very young. Um, they, uh, you know, they've been around a while, had some fights and experience, but the uh, the match is another five rounder. The American Redneck Brad Huntsman, he's going to fight a guy from Atlanta, Georgia, who's a police officer in Atlanta, and he shared something with me uh, uh, a while back that he he literally has to fight every day on the job in Atlanta. Can I'm you imagine? Sure. Yeah. Anyway, his name is is Joe Joe Mogavero. His ring name is the Black Italian Stallion. <laughs> oh, wow! So he's half black and he's half black and half uh, uh, Italian, uh, and uh, he is undefeated. He's only had a couple of fights in in rough and rowdy, boxed a couple of uh, fundraiser fights, uh, police versus firemen in Atlanta. He he's a big guy too, not not as big as as Huntsman and Markovich, but he's six three two thirty. And he's going to take on Brad Huntsman, who is 6'6", 245 or so. Mm. Um, and that that is another five-round bout. <clears throat> so the, that's just the top of the card, the <clears throat> the three featured bouts. Then you, got, you have the dwarf fight. Uh, then we have the Abel twins from Pittsburgh, who are uh, very well-known in 
Barstool Rough and Rowdy Circles. Uh, Frank the Tank from Barstool calls them the worst fighters in rough and rowdy history. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Spencer, the uh, smaller of the two, is is zero and four. And uh, his his big brother, the heavyweight, uh, his name is Zach. And Zach, uh, the assassin king, he does have one win, I believe, and three losses. But uh, but they're very colorful. They always put on a show, and uh, they're they're on the card in some pretty even matchups. Uh, and then just you know, if you don't guys don't, if you guys don't mind, I'll just slip down through. Yeah, go ahead. Perfectly fine. So, going down the list, kind of in reverse order. Um, let me see if I missed anyone. Oh, almost missed uh, Hot Wheels. Oh, yeah. Casey yeah. Wheeler. Yeah. Casey Wheeler. Yep. Casey Wheeler is started out as a ring girl, is a personal trainer, was a Division One athlete at William & Mary College, was a, was a runner, and actually set a record at William & Mary for the 400 meter. Uh, she, uh, she's. She's an you know, unbelievable athlete, personal trainer, actually, so she's in the gym all day long. Uh, she uh, She's a big girl. She's 5'9", weighs about 150 pounds. She's 4-3 and three, uh, so far in her uh, boxing career. So she uh, she's set to take on, <clears throat> excuse me, a, uh, a seasoned fighter from Cleveland by the name of Krishana. Looks like Crash, Krishana Wynn. And uh, Krishana Wynn has had about 10 amateur fights, fought in some Golden Glove events. And she uh, she's from Cleveland, big gym there, uh, good matchup. She's a little shorter at 5'6", about 145 pounds. <clears throat> but that'll be a test for Casey Hot Wheels, Wheeler. Um, and then going down, uh, Joe Wheeler calls himself wheels of death from cambridge joe wheeler's a former tough man champion also and he's taken on a, a guy from uh, pennsylvania Montegalia, pennsylvania named the popular tommy pendlin pendlin uh, pretty confident guy he uh, he and and wheeler of course are you know at each other uh it's a battle of words at this point on social media but that that bout is going to be a cruiserweight bout, <clears throat> which, by the way, is 215-pound limit. Mm. Then we have a, a, another female on the card who actually owns a win over Hot Wheels from Parkersburg. Her name is Tanya Hardhands Hopkins. And she is going to take on uh, the Mamba from Princeton, West Virginia, <laughs> who's undefeated. And... Uh, who's also a personal trainer, by the way. Her name, real name is April Klein. Then we have another local, uh, Cal Kidlow, whose yeah. ring name is 50 Cal. Another 50 good dude. Cal Kidlow. Another good guy, tough guy. Uh, trains with Josh Baker at the Bullpen Fight Club. Uh, he's going to take on uh, Justin Hands of Stone Milam from Parkersburg, who trains at the Doghouse Gym in Parkersburg. And he's been around. He's had a few fights as well. And then uh, we have an interesting female bout, another one. We have uh, from Pittsburgh, January God's Work 
Hogue, H-O-G-U-E. <laughs> January has has she's undefeated in one bout. She won the Wheeling Tough Woman division this past uh, February, and she's going to take on uh, a gal from from Brooklyn, New York who claims to be a, an influencer and a seasoned boxer by the name of Brooklyn Barwick. And uh, <clears throat> that's a, uh, an interesting matchup as well. Uh, January Hogue is, is uh, just turned 39, and mm. her opponent her opponent is about 23. Jerry, oh, wow. Jerry who's, the, who's the oldest the fighter? Area. Who's the oldest fighter on the card? Well, actually, I think it's January. Okay, yeah, January probably. So. I would have yeah, assumed. Yeah, I was just checking. Yeah, the oldest fighter here at thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. Okay, uh, that'd be tough, man. It's wow. A young, it's it's a young group. Yeah. Here's the here's the and we have another local fighter, uh, the Strawberry Cowboy. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Strawberry Cowboy Trace Roby, another former Tough Man champion, and uh, he's taking on a guy from Pittsburgh by the name of Jane James. Bongiorno, <laughs> go figure. James Bongiorno, the Italian stallion. Uh, but then we have an, another great matchup, and it's a very interesting twist here. We have a WVU cheerleader oh. who, who in his in his high school days was an all-state wrestler from from the Parkersburg area. Uh, He's six foot, three hundred and thirty pounds. Oh, oh wow. shit! He's a cheerleader. Yeah, God. yeah. He's a cheerleader. I looked him up. Yeah, he, he's look him up. Just Google WVU cheerleaders, and you'll see him. Uh, his name is Loudon Haga. H A G A. He was a wrestler. Never fought. It's, this is his debut, and he's taken on a, a guy from up in the Steubenville area uh, by the name of Brad Bam Bam Allison who's 275 or 80 pounds, who is also about six foot, uh, no no prior fights. Uh, so we got two debuts there, two big guys. But 330-pound cheerleader. I didn't think that's unbelievable. It. Wow. Unbelievable. You were, you were talking about from a standpoint, you brought up the word circus, Jerry, and obviously if this is going too much as well, too, I understand. But is that kind of like a requirement? I mean, does Barstool and you guys, do you guys really be, uh, boost that up when it comes to, hey, hype this up as much as you can, act like a clown, or is that just kind of in all these people's demeanors already? I think, I think it comes naturally because a lot of these people obviously follow the event and follow Barstool Sports, so they know what it's all about. Okay. Pretty much when they sign up, and here's another interesting match I almost missed. Uh, we have the uh, Butterbean Junior, John Weaver, yes, uh, from the area, uh, from the I believe Moundsville, and he's fighting Pretty Boy Rogers. Um, they're they're making their debut, but here's another interesting matchup. We have a gal fighting on this card who is five foot ten, weighs 150 pounds. She's a blonde-haired, blue-eyed babe, very pretty girl who was taking boxing classes just for conditioning. She was a collegiate athlete also, uh, soccer, and, a, and also did some running. Um, her name is Ireland Broadway Gabriella, oh, wow. and her story is she went to the gym. She lives in Nashville, went to the gym. She's in entertainment, by the way. She's a 
an executive assistant to a nationally known comedian. And uh, Theo Vaughn is actually the guy's name. Oh, my God, he's huge. Yeah, well, she is his executive assistant. But so uh, Ireland um, got the urge to, to fight, so she entered, filed an entry form, and uh, I talked to her several times, and we got her matched up. And uh, so she's fighting a girl who happens to be, uh, I don't know if you know the name, Cherry Bomb. Yeah, remember her. Yeah. Okay, this is Ch- Cherry Bomb's niece. Oh. Cherry Keep it Bomb's in the family, Jerry. Is, exactly. She's, she is West Virginia, man. But she's, uh, <laughs> she is, uh, she's a former, uh, former ring girl. Who also got the urge? Of course, she you know she's trained some with her her aunt, and uh, she actually went to the boxing gym. The same same reasoning as uh, Irene uh, uh, Broadway did <clears throat> to get in shape, lose weight, and so forth. And she cut some quite a bit of weight actually. Uh, so her name is Baby Machete, but the interesting twist here is her real name is Krista Mitchell. So she's going to be a ring girl also, and she's going to fight. She She's a former roller derby player. Oh, wow. Played she likes violence. Charleston. She's, exactly. She's from Charleston and uh, quite a colorful character, uh, Baby Machete. So Baby Machete and Broadway oh, wow. Gabriella. But Broadway Gabriella has an interesting story. You should talk to her if you, maybe Thursday if it comes to weigh in. So she was involved in a, uh, a failed abduction. Oh, my. Oh, wow. And so apparently the story, the brief part of the story is, the short version is her and a couple of her friends were leaving a restaurant in Nashville. And it's, you know, at night, 8 or 9 o'clock at night. And so they're going down the street to their car, and they see a man attempting to uh, – put a female in his car and they were fighting and the female was, you know, was fighting him off. So they thought the guy was trying to abduct this girl. So, uh, Ireland, uh, you know, and her friends, of course, Ireland ended up leading the charge. Uh, she, you know, they attempted to help this young lady. What turned out to be a setup. Oh, wow. And oh. instead, instead of helping this young lady, oh the young lady and the the man grabbed her and attempted to put her in the car. Jesus. This oh, is Ireland. Unbelievable. So, yeah, yeah. So she she fought she fought with him, and as she says, it's the only fight she's ever lost. Uh, but she put up a, a good fight, and they gave up. They couldn't get her in the car. And uh, good for her. She, she listen. It gets better. She chased the car. Okay, yeah. remember she's a runner too. So she mm-hmm. she chases the car. She gets the plate number, calls the police, and six minutes later, the police stop the car and arrest these. Two. Oh my goodness! That's wow, incredible wow. story. Well, hopefully they're not seeing the light of day, Jerry. Yeah, I don't think they are, but Good. can you imagine? I mean, it was a setup, and she ended up being, or they attempted to abduct her, which uh, didn't work out. You know, it turns out, of course, you know, she's a big girl, and she's been taking boxing lessons, and uh, she, you know, she fought him, and uh, they gave up. 
and jumped in the car and took off. That's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. You know what? Actually, that, I'm excited about that fight now. Yeah, really. Yeah. Oh, I am too. I'm, I'm very excited, and they're both charged up, supercharged, and it's their first first fight in the ring. Although uh, Broadway Gabriella claims that she's had uh, six street fights and only lost one, and that was the the one with the the failed abduction where she fought two people. Man, oh, I, w- I, I wouldn't call that a loss. I, yeah. I, I, Who knows where she'd yeah, be right now yeah. if she didn't? Oh. Well, she said she got beat up pretty good, but she, uh, she, you know, she, she saved herself from being abducted. Yeah. Oh, wow. Who knows what could have happened there? Um, and we have uh, uh, Chris Percival, who's known as the Prophet from Pittsburgh, fighting Trent Turbo Sayer from uh, Marietta, Ohio. Um, they both have had a, a few fights in another great matchup but here's another interesting fight in fact the the opening fight of the night we have a gal by the name calls herself Mimi the hustler real name Amy friend she's a she's a uh, she's an exotic dancer and claims to be the number one stripper in the state of Pennsylvania okay I don't know about that. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, you'll have to make your own decision. <laughs> yes. So she's pretty feisty, pretty game, and she's had a couple of rough and rowdy fights. So she's fighting a gal by the name of Jessica Mayhem Miller, who has had a couple of tough man fights and lost a rough and rowdy event to the Mamba. So she is a personal trainer, Mayhem Miller is, and they're both – they're both not very big. Uh, Amy uh, or Mimi, the hustler, is four foot eleven. She she could almost go to the dwarf almost. division, but not quite. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Almost. I think uh, you have to be under four ten. I think wow. but, to be considered a dwarf. But so she's four foot eleven, about one hundred and twenty pounds or so, twenty five. And uh, Mayhem Miller is five foot two, and weighs about one hundred and twenty three pounds. So two little girls. Uh, feisty girls both training in shape <clears throat> very game very vocal um that that could be interesting awesome so that's the hey, the quick overview yeah yeah so for those for for me because we've we've built a little bit of a following since the last time we talked to you for anybody that hasn't Great. been to the uh <laughs> the rough and rowdy in in a little capsule what can people expect it's it's like going to Tough Man the first night of Tough Man, which I sometimes refer to as comedy night. So it's the it's the first night of Tough Man or like that, presented WWE style with some circus and a lot of lights and sound and special effects and it's uh it's a spectacle to see. A lot of barstool characters will be there and of course uh, you know, we're broadcasting live, uh Dave Portnoy and the Big Cat will be at ringside doing the uh, broadcast commentary along with Robbie Fox and Jersey Jerry will be there also, and uh, who's established a, a good following on social media. Frank the Tank will be there. Uh, Large will be there along with uh, Caleb Presley and a few others from Barstool Sports and. Uh, but it's going to be a great event, and people can expect a lot of excitement, a lot of action, some great fights. Um, 
Beautiful ring girls, by the way. Uh, All right. Uh, you cannot go wrong with that, that Jerry. Starting. Can't go wrong with that. Yes. Just 19 ring girls. Oh, oh. that's it. Okay. You got a horrible job, Jerry. <laughs> we, I feel we bad shot, for we, you. We were shooting for 20. It's a tough job, but as I like to say, uh, someone's got to do it. Damn right? straight. I'm happy to do that. 100%. Happy to do that. Well, just a couple of things here, Jerry, and we'll let you go here. But yeah. I just want to, when I talked to you a while sure. back ago, I was telling you our partnership with Big Timber and was telling that we yeah. were launching a new beer by the name of the Pine Room Lager. And I know you were very yeah. upfront to say that uh, you're not a big beer guy, yeah. but on a personal note, I do got to know. So if yeah. you were going to, if you were going to sit back tonight and you were going to have a cocktail, what would be your flavor of cocktail? Actually, uh, I enjoy a Bud Light okay. and uh, occasionally, uh, you know, a glass of Merlot. Nice. Uh, not a lot, you know, usually with a meal unless it's in the summer and we're sitting out by the pool or something. But, uh, but I'd be happy to, to try your new beer. Yeah, I tell oh, you yeah. what, you, it's we'll all over the state. Yeah, for sure. It's all over the state now. Matter of fact, on Thursday night, we're going to be kind of limited with our crew because we're having a, another, it's actually our fourth launch party up in the northern panhandle up at a place called Basil. So most of our crew is going to yeah. be up there, but Matt and myself are going to be coming down to the weigh-ins on Thursday, okay. which, which will lead Great. into my next point. You are always so gracious with your time, Jerry. We really do appreciate that. And also, oh, you're it, welcome. It Thank is, you guys for having me. Of yeah. course. And last thing real quick, really do appreciate you giving us the opportunity a small part on friday night you have no idea what that means to us um we understand the rules and regulations that are in place for us and we would never abuse anything that you asked us to do but we we just genuinely really appreciate that opportunity sure we we appreciate that and and i want to add one thing real quick and two things actually the uh the event kicks off at 8 p.m uh with the 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 singing of the national anthem of course presentation of the colors uh is big cat singing it again jerry Big Cat will be there singing <laughs> the good. anthem. He's actually getting pretty good. Yeah. Uh, we're we're going to open the doors at 630, and uh, there are good seats still available starting as low as 25 bucks. Uh, there are some reserve seats as well and some, some VIP ringside seats available for people who like to get real close to the action, or some people call them the Gallagher seats, where you <laughs> could get some blood and sweat. Uh <laughs> It's uh, and of course tickets are available at, obviously at the box office at West Banco Arena, or at westbancoarena.com. But we're broadcasting live worldwide uh, through our website buyrnr.com. Buy b u y r n r.com. But something new for this event, first time ever, we partnered with YouTube, and we're also going to broadcast. Uh, it's a pay per view, of course, but we're also going to broadcast on YouTube as well. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I tell you what, yeah, definitely evolving, live, my live friend. Growing and evolving. That's oh, all great problems is, to have. Definitely growing, and uh, it's uh, it's been an amazing ride, and we're just getting warmed up. This, again, I think could be the best show we've ever had. Well, I tell you what, Jerry, we you are super be, excited. You got to be there. Yeah, 100%. Yes, we, are super, we are super excited, and we're obviously we're doing as much as we can to help promote the show. Uh, but once again, Jerry, once again, thank you very much for your time, and I hope you have a great evening, and we will see you on Thursday evening. You're welcome. Thank you for having me, guys. See you right. Thursday. Thanks, Jerry. Take care. Thanks, Thanks, Jerry. It's open to the public. All right. Yes, public. sir. Take care. What's up, guys? Jub here. I'm sure you've heard my voice a lot throughout this podcast. Uh, But if you made it this far, go check out some of our other stuff. Come on. We got a bunch of stuff. We got stuff all over the internet. We got videos. We got 
audio. We got store stuff. Go get something in the store. Go get some good stuff for the summer. It's all good stuff. I mean, you're not wasting your money. It's going to be sweet. Wear some cool swim trunks, some flip-flops. The summer's not over yet. You got like two months left. So go get some good stuff. Slap it on. And then go out and, and rock it in front of all your friends or family. And they'll ask about what the Pine Room is. And you tell them. You say, I'm a loyal fan of the podcast. Here are my rock and flip-flops and my fanny pack. So go check out the store. Go check out our other stuff. And enjoy the rest of this podcast. You're listening to the Pine Room Podcast. For them to put that together, orchestrate that, I would do the same thing. Like, I would run right up to that car and try to help. Well, maybe I wouldn't. See, but, yeah, go ahead. Finish but, your thought. And then I don't like, it's an, it, it's it, this sounds really messed up for me to say, but it is it's 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 pretty smart. Like it's a it's yeah. a clever idea for like so. when he was saying that I was like, oh, she's the one that was getting thrown into the car, not that she's gonna go help them and both of them are gonna flip and take her into the car. That's a hell of a yeah a strategy. I've seen a similar thing on an SVU episode one time where literally a guy and a girl are faking. And then they're trying to get girls to come or anybody to human traffic them. And, yeah, it, it's criminals are getting smarter. And, yeah, it's it's scary. But you, that's – I think I mentioned this one time before about not – We have talked stopping about Stopping for people broke oh, down yeah. the road. I just – I, 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 I want to help somebody, but I don't – I can't take the chance. I mean, you see like a little old man thumbing on the side of the road, and you think, well, I could stop him, but then he couldn't pull a knife out and stab They're, him in the throat. They had a scheme going right on over at uh, one of the parlors. I'm not going to say the name, but uh, here in Wheeling, um, there was like an older lady that was like in the, in the gambling parlors and saying like uh, – you know, oh, I, I lost all my money. Like, I need bus fare home and blah, blah. And, like, can you help me to the bus stop, uh, young lady or young man? And then they go outside and dark and, and people jump the person who was helping her out, and she's in on it. That's crazy, So, I mean, too. it's like even though they you do. want to open your heart up, People are horrible, right? Lever- yeah. really leveraging tough. babies, leveraging They'll the do elderly. Le- I mean, honestly, that is so true. But it's, it's so sad, though, because back in the day, you would have never thought about this. You would have seen somebody in any kind of harm, you hands down would have run to that situation. But nowadays, and it's not even so much anymore, um, it was, excuse me, it is everything what you just got done saying, but you know, anymore, people don't stop when you know people are getting beat up. It's not the back in the day, okay, oh, fuck, that dude's had enough. They beat you to fucking, yeah, to your brain, to your brain dead. Yeah. Do you think it's happening more now, or do you just think we're more I, aware cool, of it? Cool, I was going to ask the same thing. Actually, I think in my personal opinion, I think people are way bigger dicks nowadays no that do, do not have the common respect, does not respect um, our common, our fellow man. So yeah. I think hands down, and I agree, I know where you're coming from, like, was it just because we have internet now and all that stuff? I think that people are dicks. I'd, say, I'd say probably a mixture of both, because I think definitely with social media, you, you're exposed to way more to, of it than, than otherwise. But, but the younger, younger, and you guys excluded, of course, but, but you guys know, like, the... There's a lot of younger type people who just have no manners, no mm-hmm. no sense of decency at all. There's a lot of bad people in there. Yeah. You know what? It's really not even their fault either. It's either their homes they come from or just the uh, I don't know. I don't know how it how it works, but I agree with Jeff. I mean, you just it seems like people today are just not quite as nice and warm as they once were. And mm-hmm. you could still have like difference in our generations of like if people would fight like we both, I'm sure know, and I'm I was never a fighter, and I didn't really have no, a lot of friends. But even if you were around some people, 
uh, that would fight. There was like a code. Like, okay, you fight, and then then there was a level of respect once it was done. So true. And now it's not like all the other guys, his side of friends, jump in on somebody and just beat him like till till his brain dead. Like, you just wouldn't have seen that uh, years back. All right, I know how I know how you're gonna answer this, Matt. But just humor this question. Huh. So say you know we talked about aliens a couple weeks ago, and just say they came out with like they said, hey, there are aliens, they exist. And then a couple weeks later, he, humanity was put on trial by a, by whatever aliens we found. Uh, and this question is, how would you defend humanity and argue for its continued existence? Well, you want me to answer? <laughs> I know your well, answer. Well, my answer is I, I would have to plead the fifth for humanity because it would incriminate us. Anything we said, we we deserve. We don't even really deserve to be here as a civilization. <laughs> I, 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 I truly believe that now, and I cannot believe that. God or whatever power you believe in has not destroyed this earth again. Like, <laughs> and I, I, I'm serious. I I don't see a whole lot of good in our world right now. I, I hate to say that, but uh, I guess there is still glimmers. But I don't I don't know. It would not surprise me if we were eradicated from the earth tomorrow. And I don't think that we could say, "Oh, that wasn't fair." I, I think yeah. that's a very fair. I think I, yeah. I don't really know how to. I don't know how else you would really say it. I don't. I don't know what argument I would have. Really, I don't like Morgan Freeman. Maybe. Um. <laughs> What Get in his do? voice. Yeah, Get he's just a good a dude. Bit. Yeah, he's just a good dude. I would say, uh, I would say, outside of wars and uh, po- politics, and which is like a part of the <laughs> like human's eighty percent of uh, yeah. society. I would say that the human resolve is like no other. Now, I, I think I agree that it used to be, but I also feel like that resolve isn't here anymore. You have people just whimpering in the corner because of whatever. And I get it. Oh, mental health, okay. People have bad things in their lives, okay. Uh, I feel like perseverance is a word that everybody should learn how to spell and everybody should learn how oh, to man. actually project. But we don't have that anymore. I, I'm, I mean, I just don't see it. Like, if you have a bad day, kids quit. And, and then it's like, I, I've never was allowed to quit a sport and I'm glad my parents wouldn't let me, even if it was like, you know what, I'm not really into this, even if I was good at it. It's like, no, you finish it out with your team. I just feel like today's world, everybody just goes and just Fucking quits. soft, Matt They, they are. And it's, soft. It's, it's I, I don't want to be a jerk about it and no, act like I'm some facts. tough guy because I wasn't. But just facts. It's just I don't see that perseverance in the resolve. That, I, I agree. We once had that, I feel like. I think, get what? I was just say, cool. Remember that time we almost quit? That summer ball team. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we won't. Well, if it that wasn't was a serious a, thing, I mean, if it was like a jerk off fest, I mean, thing, it was okay. a, it was a jerk off. Okay, well, then, but uh, I'm saying like no, organized. No, I know what you, you know mean, what I mean? It just made me think of it and being cool. The whole the whole horrible. summer, we're like, we're fucking quitting this. We're just we're just gonna go work out. Well, I mean, if it's like a beard league, and, and you know who Damn you know yeah. who kept us in it the whole time, old boy soup. Yeah, I was gonna literally bring him up. I was gonna say he is a. Now he's the kind of kid I I will say. And you guys too, but like he, that 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 kid gives me some hope. The soup, he's so damn positive, and he his is. work ethic is tremendous. Beyond and anybody. honestly, we we need more kids like him out there, and uh, you know, spread I, the soup. I, that's what I was gonna say. Spread the soup. He, <laughs> he great idea. Is what when I say that he is kind of what I think if if put in the situation where we did this is why I lo- I would love aliens to be real because I think if you put the human race in that scenario where all war and all whatever political stance you have is thrown out the window you because think it, it brings doesn't out the matter anymore still. I think the human 
Resolve would would be just so we unparalleled. Would, we would see Resolve that we didn't know was there. Yes, still. because okay. Okay, because then it's that. like it doesn't matter if I'm if I'm uh, I might fight on the alien side. <laughs> it, it wouldn't matter if if you're an American or from North Korea, you're now the human race and you're, t- you, well, you, it, you'd come together. Now, obviously that the, the chance of anybody yeah. coming together would probably be slim to none, but there's a great movie called arrival. Have you seen this, this movie? I've, I've heard about it. I think Spencer. Oh, likes yeah, it a lot. It. So I haven't the, watched it yet, but it's a great movie and I don't want to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it, but, but basically the, the theme of the movie is, Aren't they trying to communicate with each other, like figure out the yeah, language? Yeah, the, the aliens and the humans are trying to figure out what each other's language is. And this ling- linguist who's like an academic professor, she... That could be the key to She everything. goes and talks to these aliens. She learns their language and yada, yada, yada. And, uh, and basically the theme of the, the, the movie is the only way for the human race to exist is if everybody can become on the same playing field across the globe. So, like... Everybody has to. I don't want to spoil the movie. Yeah, that I right. well, I won't spoil the movie. Yeah. Anyway, well, well, I, think, watch it. I think 9 11 is a great example. Yeah, yeah I great. really yeah, do. Definitely. I think. I mean, I don't remember it, but. Yeah, I do. I think at the end of the day, we did become one, and it, it was. Yeah. It was very patriotic. The only problem with all that stuff, it's no different than, and we have, we've talked about this before, it's just too short lived. And then the fact of the matter, no like, doubt, I Jeff. always had equivalented to, like, death. Um, it's kind of a pretty piss poor example, but you know, everybody, when you're going through a, just a new, new trying time, when somebody passes in your family or somebody that's very close to you, you know, a group of people all come together that right. maybe weren't as close at some point in time for the common good. But then eventually it's just like everything else. It kind of dissipates and everybody goes back to their status quo, gets caught up in their normal day to day. And they, they forget, forget they it. forget yeah. what it was like to come together as that group. And here's the deal. I'm fucking just as guilty as fucking anybody with this statement, but it is, I guess the cool and the bad the cool when shit hits the fan fucking i do think that we could come together as humanity but unfortunately it's just very short-lived being that 9-11 was so long ago um we haven't had a catastrophic thing like that thank god knock on wood uh yeah i think you're exactly right i I don't know how we would react if we would be quite the same if it happened today uh but i also think that teaches how important history is and showing that, you know, never forget. They have those slogans about 9-11. And the more time goes on, people don't forget. And then we don't start teaching in schools because we're afraid to upset a Muslim community. And it's not all of them were involved in that. It's silly to think that. Well, but truly but you got to be able to teach it and, and, and show that, you know, young people deserve to know what I felt like and what he felt like. And you guys were all pretty young that time. But, like, that was, like, I, that was one of the most, you know, uh, changing, like, life-changing days of my life. And it wasn't like I did anything Maybe I did. I didn't know it, but you know that was that was a very traumatizing experience. I, uh, I think we I think we talked about this before on on here. Do you where were you? I was at school. I, at I think we had. I think Liberty. I remember saying yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, I think we did talk about. This. Yeah, I went to class right before uh, one plane hit, and then went to class. We had it on, and by the time I got back over to ASRC, uh, I talked to my dad and said, "Did you see this plane hit?" And he's like, "Yeah." And then another one hit, and I was like, "Well." So yeah, it was like uh, very chilling. To think about, because you know when it first hit, it's like oh, it was an accident. Uh huh. Didn't mm-hmm. even think twice, really. I was working at the hospital at that time, and I worked with two volunteer. Actually, one that was retired fireman, and then I worked with a volunteer, just both very, very knowledgeable dudes. 
and they as as the everything was going on they both said these buildings are going to collapse yep. and i never even thought about that if you want the truth no and, we wouldn't have known anything and i'll tell you really. what like literally like minutes later these buildings are collapsing yeah. and i tell you what they were going around the hospital at that time because um it's probably crazy how mass communication probably went out with, with oh. when the country but they were getting people to sign up to go to New York, medical workers to go to yeah. New York wow. at that Probably time. Probably start blood drives and stuff 100%. too. Because that was like wow. a huge thing. It was crazy. It really was. And I was young enough that time, and I know it's gonna sound crazy, but like I never I was fucking too much of a vagina to do the military and stuff like that. But I thought that would be one way that you could hopefully as a young man could serve. But I'm looking back on it, I'm glad it never came to fruition because those poor fuckers, man, literally they're all uh, most of those people that were 9-11 at the end of math, they're on disabilities, have breathing problems, yeah. cardiac problems. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's a shit show. So God bless everything. Matt, yeah. you know who uh, brought the country together after that? Yeah, George Bush when he when he threw Fast the pitch well, and, then, was, and then the home run. Mike, Mike Piazza. Piazza. I was well, say I was Mike saying, yeah, Piazza. Yeah. yeah. That's what we need. Maybe we need another Mike Piazza in yeah. the world mm-hmm. to hit a home run. It's crazy. <laughs> Crazy, hey, crazy. This is completely, I mean, absolutely other side of the spectrum. And you guys probably don't know this. But have you guys, cool, you probably have seen him. Have you guys seen this guy, Oliver Anthony? This um, He's he's a country singer that overnight, he's from Virginia. I think he's, he's right right near, uh, I guess, the border of West Virginia. He, he posted a song on online. It's got like 12 million views. Like I see the redhead. Yes. It's like absolutely blown up over this oh, song. It's called the song. The song's called Rich Men North of Richmond. So basically talking about politicians and how like, you know, he oh, wow. kind of like the, the common man. It, I, this song, I've never seen anything like this, how this is blown up. Number one song on, on iTunes. And it's just this farmer from virginia that posted this song absolutely amazing uh really really good song he's uh it, it's, it's such a crazy crazy thing Is i wish it like I could tell play a story it. yes tells a story basically about how he's you know like a common man and yeah, how he, he's taxed mo- how he's taxed and the government has kind well, of i'm glad you him. brought that up use the term common man do you guys ever think so you know everybody talks about i mean and, and i know it's not cookie cutter but how corrupt government is how corrupt politicians are we shouldn't have lifelong politicians blah 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 do you guys agree or disagree that i think obviously if we would like a common man would ever be able to win the presidency number one um and would you would we ever be able to quote unquote dethrone the government and not in even in a civil war type of way but more the fact around that the general public like we all bitch about it we all still go to the polls and vote for the same fucking people over and over again nothing changes do you guys ever foresee like the common man no. being nah. able to run a, a pr- important position? No, because I think I think that the two main parties are just too. There's too just too much. There's too much. I think. Well, if you're saying like, uh, uh, are you running as a Republican or a Democrat, or are you running as like I'm just my own guy? I, th- I think more that. And obviously, independents are tough because they. And obviously, in our state, the primary can't do that, so it hurts the cause. Yeah. But that's always been my thing. I've said this since I was in mi- in like elementary school. I was like, why can no one ever just be uh somebody that is because i i genuinely think that i am the most even keeled guy like even on both sides i don't because my 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 paul i don't like talking politics but i don't i don't think i'm sided one way or the other i why can't there any any (laughs) ever be a person that is just like that like why 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 can't everybody just be like okay this guy split up yeah why is it always split because they say that people they say that a lot have great intentions going in 
and unfortunately and it, the system corrupts you or the fact of matter money corrupts you yeah, or and the fact of matter then people start getting in your head and in your back pocket to stru- construe you one way and i can see how it happens but unfortunately it would be super cool though i guess and i, I know it's rainbows and politics is set up for the two-party system and for both sides to get rich it's almost like wwe it's uh if you if you pay attention to this stuff like these lawmakers will yell at each other on tv mm-hmm. they'll call each other out by names they they'll vilify themselves and then they go out to dinner with each other in, in the evening that's amazing it's 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 a it, uh, it they're fooling people and the, and the same fat cats have been getting rich there for years and years and years term limits would help it but money is the driving force and like you say uh you get a cause behind you that you believe in it's hard to taper those beliefs and then you're dragging another sect of the people so like Jub said even though you're like moderate in certain things like it's hard for you to come off your values if you have like one thing that you're super and i think even if you are that like that average joe the minute you step into political office there's going to be somebody that hates you and then you're immediately the bad guy like you're by one group or the other you're the bad guy and i know a lot of people would say i'm an idiot for saying this but i think that donald trump had a lot of connections to the regular man i I feel like he did an incredible job but he was a billionaire so it's hard to to the side that hates him is never going to give him that credit and yeah he would say uh, crazy things that people would deem crazy. Uh, I didn't necessarily think that, but uh, he—he's. I, I thought his connection to common people was in, incredibly good, and meaning from a political outsider point of view. So I think it is possible to get somebody who's outside of the regular. You know, I've been a politician for thirty years, kind of thing, which is just horrible. Those are the last people you want. But I do think we're ready for a woman, and I think that both parties have messed up badly. Republicans, most obviously, for not finding the female candidate to go with because everyone says the Republican Party is the party of anti-woman, anti-race, anti- they they got some great minority candidates and some great women and they don't utilize them correctly and they're stupid. And I would, I would love to vote for a woman who I believed in, you know what I mean? I've I've never I've never um I don't think I've ever hated a politician like well I well, <laughs> take that back. But yeah. I, I I actually I don't know if I would take that back cuz I really don't know that I've I, like hated somebody because of their whatever they are like to me i would love to sit in a room and talk to any of those people because i think i would too i genuinely think that people that are in that position do want the best for whatever's whatever office or whatever i genuinely believe that and i think people hate for what for for certain uh policies or whatever and but i i like for both both Trump and Joe Biden, I would love to have them both in here and talk to both of them. I think because I, I think they both would be now Trump. He's a, he's a bit of a fiery guy, so I, I'd be t- it, that'd be intimidating to talk to him. But like, <laughs> just because if he's already a celebrity, so that that would freak me out. Um, but like, I just think like any any of those guys, I would like to sit down and talk to them. I I, I, I agree hundred percent. I think I, I I don't think they're as horrible as they like as people make them out I to be. I think Jeff made a great point about starting out with the right intentions. Yeah, and that part I don't disagree with you. I think a lot of them do. But if you ever seen people like Nancy Pelosi, I, I'm not sure she has a soul left. I, she yeah. may have gone into I, it for I, the right reasons. She's a horrible. She's very nasty person on candidates, but I'd love to sit down with her too and talk to her and see if she's really like that or it's just a show. I, Maybe I, she's like big dick booty daddy. Yeah, <laughs> I was just gonna like say that. I can't imagine how grueling 
that entire like from the minute you start that you decide you want to be a politician all the way up to wherever you get mm-hmm. i can't imagine how the toll that would take on your your mental health your i mean your body how just miserable miserable you would be like every day you got something else that you got to worry about that's people tough. bitching at you you know something that i never uh, sounds, that's what it sounds like hell yeah, yeah. That, i mean i i genuinely empathize with people in in political office now obviously if you're a uh, you know a, a corrupt shithole that wants <laughs> to like t- you know take money and and you know right. do things for nefarious reasons but I do think a majority of the people are good people that are just put uh, pitted against each other because say, you of don't think any president went in there with some ill intention. I don't. I mean, I don't. I mean, if you want to be the president, you you have to ha- you have to be committed to, to to be doing that position. And it's like, and for a majority, I would say that any posi- any president that goes in that office, just like the Queen of England, it has a lot of people pulling strings behind them. Like I, I would say that like it's not. Once whoever gets in there, this could be our in our conspiracy theory show. Uh, the briefing room coming soon to the Pine Room Studios. Yep. Uh, uh, little plug. I think that you just think they're like a puppet. Not necessarily a puppet, <laughs> no, but I think there's now, a, I, I think, think there's a, good, a lot of shit that goes on behind the scenes. I think there's a lot of like. Uh, well, government's set up that way. It's not just supposed to be the president. Yeah. Hey, what? checks and balances. I are think. There for okay, a reason. Hey, I was. <laughs> this is. This is a really really dumb question. Before we we. <laughs> wrap up but did you just speaking of puppets and shit like that whatever happened oh, to Mitch McConnell that when he froze oh, what the that, fuck happened I think that was scary did that, you see that that, that was, was the craziest really, thing yeah. ever but he's a perfect example it, I mean spineless he, cunt I, I can't stand him like he's fucking and I, I probably align with Republicans far more than, than Democrats yeah, but I don't like spineless. Mitch McConnell at all at I think all. he's what's he, wrong with politics he, he like he's been around forever he's, didn't he's, they say yeah, he had a seizure or something yeah he had a seizure no he was just in the middle of that they just stopped he ran out of batteries yeah that's a perfect time see you Mitch it's over for you and, and Biden's gonna have the same thing before too long. That is falls a thing down every and day. I, like I, 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 again, I, I, I don't think Sleepy Joe is all. I, I think he would be a decent talk to. Like well, he'd I, be a talk to, all right. He'd I be did groping see, every girl around Wheeling. I mean, he doesn't. He's I, probably I fun. That one of I did see. He he said something in a speech or something. He said. Like we we are America, we are the finish line, and if you think you're gonna something something, it was actually pretty cool. And there was a comment that said, uh, "It's all fun and games till Sleepy Joe wakes up." <laughs> so like I, to me, I think I think like there's, I, I just think there's a good side to everybody. I, I'm I, I. What about Hitler? I mean, I no, I can't. Jesus make, I can't. Christ. I can't make, <laughs> he was gonna try to rationalize. Gonna try to say that. I, but I would say there was probably a point before, like there's uh, a there's. How a, did you get that many people to follow you? Yeah, I, I would say before did, there's a there's like a compelling. threshold, and once you go past the threshold, you're just a piece of shit who should probably be you know buried further than the core of the earth, but. There's probably a time where he was not a bad guy. Like, there's well, probably a time. He got kicked out of art school. Yeah, there's yeah. probably a time where he was an he okay didn't get guy. Accepted into and art did he school. did he go into it for the right yeah. reasons? I mean, did he, he go might've... in trying to help his but country. But no, he's a piece of shit now. I hope he's fucking burning. I would like for somebody to um, look it up, and I know that there's no way this will ever happen. But I would love to see the people that are in prominent political positions, their net worth when they started, yeah, yeah, exactly. and when their net worth at their end, and to see if there was anybody that did not benefit financially from going into some sort of because I, I just don't think it's possible. I don't, yeah, I don't think so. I would no. say no. Yeah. Not with the lobbyists and the people on Capitol Hill. It's like one of the top industries in the world next to human trafficking and drugs. So to me, pharmaceuticals. To me, I think that throws up red flags. 
I mean, at the end of the Definitely. day, that's pretty black and white, right? I mean, at the end of the day, that if you were quote unquote, it's no different nowadays. And I'm not going to get on the Catholic Church thing, but quote unquote, I mean, if you 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 get into priesthood, nunnery, whatever the case may be, you're supposed to vow to poverty. So oh, they live too good now, man. They live way too good now. But our politicians, I'm not saying they vow to poverty, but they shouldn't become millionaires. They're supposed to be civil servants. That's what they're sitting there that's saying. What and yeah. you know, the pre- president's salary at one point was very modest. It was, it was like 365. It was, yes. it was, it was like a thousand. It and was, now, it was, but now with endorsements and things like that, it's outrageous. Hey, hey, cools. Hmm. What do you think of nuns? <laughs> oh God, uh, boring. Because my mom told me a story about how the nuns and the the people that worked at Bishop Donnie when she was it when she went to school back in the early. Don't say it. I don't want to age, mom. Yeah, yeah but ba- it, back know. in the day, um, when <laughs> when Bishop Donnie was like popping, mm-hmm. those those nuns and those the dudes that ran that school were pieces of shit. Oh, and I'm telling yeah. you right now, if yeah. my mom, if we're ever out and I see a, a dude that hit my mom. It's, it's. Was it, he was he a priest or was he? I think administrator I don't know. But aren't nuns all they're girls, right? Yeah, but yeah, but they were. Are. What's what's the opposite of a nun? Uh, like a brother, brother. brother. Priest, yeah, yeah, like those guys. A lot that of ran times the, school. the schools were set up where the the priest or the bishop of the area were was the school administrator, and the the nuns were the teachers. And you can watch them. There's some there's some horrible nasty stuff that's gone on. There was a situation in Baltimore. Uh, there. I watched a documentary on a while ago. Uh, a lot of this happened a lot. Like it was in a lot of times on the Native American reserves. If you look into some of that stuff, it is terrifying what they made those poor uh, Native American Boy. girls and boys go through. Those nuns were were awful. Now I and they think, think they're doing God's work right there. And I think they they I think some of them are thinking they're doing the right thing, and some of them just like to be fucked. But do you think that's a lack of education? Do you think that's like a lack of awareness. I mean, do you are you that strong in your beliefs mm-hmm. that you have to beat somebody to comply? Uh, like that is you don't think like, like that think, should ever be okay. I can't remember what my mom was saying, but she was saying maybe maybe she was late. Yeah, she knows that's exactly what it was. She was late to a class and the the teacher or the the whoever the guy was took her into a room with her and another girl and said you can either do something something or we 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 hit we hit you with a ruler. Yeah, I, mean, I think it was a I think it was a paddle or something like that. It was they like, used to hit your paddle. fingers. With you they, get would. Paddled. they did honestly. Like did all they this hit stuff, when, when you were going paddle. I my, one of my best buddies in third grade literally went home with welts on his back yeah. from a I ruler. That, like, but, but like why? Why is beating anybody? Okay, well, he deserved it. And well, I'm gonna be honest, <laughs> you know what? Actually, and I'm gonna talk out of both sides. You're not wrong because the problem is, is the balance of overboard. Right. Jim. Yeah. And I do think at the end of the day, like there is still so many things that is instilled in me, and we're not gonna get on the public first Catholic school shit because I think it's all relevant now. If you want to know the truth. Yeah. Um, but there's things that was instilled in me in Catholic grade school that I still live by to this day. Me too. Great man. examples too. when a ambulance or a fire truck goes by. Not that I'm sitting there because I'm the furthest thing from a holy roller, but I'm thinking about that person on ambulance because that was instilled in me when I was somebody up in front of the room talking. You shut the fuck up, period. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. There's just so many things. Um, so I think the the balance was the problem, but I think the discipline and the structure, that is truly, once again, what I think we're missing in our society Correct. now that I think that we're that would help. And I'm not saying that, that like, all of this, that, 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 like, the Catholic school or But a lot of corrupt. it was bullshit. And I'm not saying it went over the line. It went over the line. But what I'm saying is, I think, no matter what the circumstances, and now, if a kid, 
even even then, I still don't think corporal punishment like like violence is ep- like my dad never hit me, never hit me, but I was terrified of him. Like to, I didn't cuss, I didn't drink, I didn't. Did I didn't, you guys get your? You didn't get your butt smacked at all? Never. No, I've never. Not been once. Either. Really? No. Did you get your butt? But smacked? I. Fuck yeah. yeah. I got hundred yeah, percent. Fuck yeah. I got slapped across my face. And once, I'm glad. And I deserve that. Yep, I hands down too. fucking it. only yep. one time, but I got. I was fucking hands down deserved it. But I'll tell you, I never like. I never. When I was a kid, it was his way or the highway. Like I, we never stepped out of line. Like he told us this is it, if this is gonna happen, and we never got hit. And to me, I mean, we never got hit. Yeah, yeah. maybe I do. Maybe I'm just blocking it out. <laughs> Drama. All right, before we wrap up, uh, we're gonna do the uh, hypothetical here, and I'm gonna give you some options. We have the best friend's wedding. This is like a scenario. Uh, uh, hypothetical. Yeah, skip. A best friend's wedding. Robin Hood. Uh, a sinking sensation. Accidental Samaritan or a day at the beach. I say Robin Hood. Uh, best friend's wedding. Or accidental. Best Samaritan. friend's wedding. I was gonna say sinking sensation. Sinking sensation. I said Robin. Hood. I'll do Robin whatever. Hood. I'll do, I'll whatever you guys want. Pick one. I, I can. I can go sinking sensation. Too. All right, sinking know. sensation. That, that sounds interesting. Okay, here we go. This is from BuzzFeed, so go check out BuzzFeed. Uh, you've been on a cruise for two days when there's an accident that forces everyone on board to abandon ship. During the evacuation, one of the bo- boats is damaged, leaving it with a hole that fills with water. You figure that ten people in the boat that can ke- uh, you can figure that with ten people in the boat, you can keep the boat afloat by having nine people scoop the filling water out by hand. 10 minutes while the 10 person, 10th person rests. So if nine people scoop out this water with their hands, one person can rest, and that means you can stay afloat for five hours. Um, after, the tenth person, after the 10th person has a 10-minute rest, he or she will get back to work while, the, while another person rests. So it rotates. Yep. This should keep the boat for, uh, from sinking long enough for a rescue team to find you as long as it keeps uh, happens within five hours. So if you keep this for five hours, and that's the length of how long this would take, uh, you're taking your first break when you notice your best friend in a sound lifeboat, a healthy lifeboat, uh, with only nine people in it, and he beckons you to swim over and join them so you don't have to keep bailing water. If you leave the people in the sinking boat, they will only be able to stay afloat for two hours instead of the five, decreasing their chance of being rescued, but securing your rescue. What do you do? Wait, so if they make it to five hours, they're guaranteed? They're good. Do we? Do they know that? Yes, you know that if you stay in this boat and you help them bail water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm staying. Why, um, why wouldn't staying. I? If I know that I'm going to be saved, everybody would be saved in those five hours i would definitely stay all right um, so to do the turn cut what about if you don't know i have no if i don't know i'm i'm out we'll say yeah we'll say yeah you don't know then you I'm definitely out. don't know 100 out and hold but on. you Go you ahead. know it's keeping you afloot <laughs> fuck i mean my, i'm why would it says I, it, I it say, just says you figure that with 10 people in the boat you, you can figure, keep that's the boat, so definitive boat, <laughs> it says you can keep the boat afloat by having nine people scoop the, scoop the filling water out by hand for ten minutes while the tenth person rests. So you figure that you can keep the boat. I got a, I got a couple problems. One is I know myself, and if I'm in this spot, I'm staying on that boat with the people. And but I also know what we were talking about our society. Do I have nine other people in that boat that are not going to quit? Same thing. That's because what I was going to say. That worries me. 
And then I know that, you know what, I'm not going to end up taking a break because I'm going to try to, to save as many people, myself included, as I possibly can. And then the other part of it is if I would never abandon people that needed help just to go mm-hmm. the safer route. And you know what happened? If I did do that, I deserve to get eaten by a shark. On <laughs> way to that yeah, other yeah. So, no, that, the other people around me would worry me in that situation. I'd probably, I agree with I'd that. I'd probably scoop water till my if, arms fell off. If it was all the Pine Room guys, I'm staying. Yeah, yeah sure. right. right. If it's Who's going to be the first guy to succumb? Nick. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nick. <laughs> you jump, I jump, right, Job? Yeah. There we go. Now, hey, um, there we go. You know what? At the end of the day, I agree with Matt. It's so probably, I mean, if it's the group of people you know, it's without a doubt, it's a no brainer. I agree. Um, hopefully, you're having some drinks with those people so you got to know them a little bit and it makes it a little bit easier. Um, but I, I would hope that my humanity, because I don't know if I could go home and lay my head down on the pillow at night to know nah, that I've yeah. killed, that I, I let nine people down and they died and I'm still living. How could you live with that? That'd be. But if you don't know that they're going to be rescued in five hours, you don't know that you let them, like, you didn't and I let that, them die. But if I get on a boat, yeah, I can but it's call like, some help. It's Plus, like this anything. is working right now. Like we're we're keeping the boat afloat. We don't know how long we can keep it going, but it's floating. What happens if if um if my friends waving me over and then three other people are <laughs> jumping out ahead of me? Like I mean, and then that boat's Someone going down real take quick. Take my spot if I don't. And then I don't it. make it over there, and then we only got six back in the boat. I get in, <laughs> yeah, it's all yeah. over. Then we're fucked. No, then, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's that. So what about you? I'm I'm gonna stay with the people. I mean, I'm worried that people are gonna. I'm worried that people are gonna bail before me but like i couldn't get i couldn't go home after that and be like i bailed on those people right. and 10 people died and or nine people died just because i i knew for sure i was going to be safe last thing real quick would it what would any uh into play would it matter if where you were at in life like, like right talk, now, like we talked about, like the seven-year-old yeah, I mean, uh, would it, would it yeah. matter with the wheelchair? <laughs> like, I've always had listened to that on the tractor the other night, and I was started laughing <laughs> yeah. my balls. Uh, I think that a little bit that would have to go into play too. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm just scared of drowning. I I do, I do not. <laughs> well, I think be, we all are. Yeah, like you know, yeah. that sounds well, so. After watching, oh my god, breath, man, I'll tell that you that drowning ridiculous. has a whole other thought process than yeah, me. I, I don't. If you guys if you guys want to watch something incredibly intense, you should watch. The I think my breath. mom watched it. What she think? I know. Uh, I think she got about half. It's on Netflix. Through. Okay, we were it on a is cruise. Incredibly. Yeah, you're on a cru- cruise. So what's nine more people compared to the rest of the thousands? That you, like, well, that, that's all right. They all exploded <laughs> and died. Uh, yeah. All right, let's do let's do a quick one because I think we've talked about this before. I think we've mentioned this, and I know I think I know your answer. So this is the best friend's wedding. It says you're at the best friend's wedding an hour before the ceremony to start earlier in that day. You came across definitive proof that your best friend's spouse to be. So for for example, uh, if you I, if uh, I'll well, I won't use that if Cooley was getting married and you were walking in the back and you see his wife, some guy's balls deep in her. Is what no, I no. Oh, having an affair with the be- his best man. So probably Jarrett. Uh, uh, and you catch them sneaking out of room together looking disheveled. If you tell your friend about the affair, their day will be ruined, but you don't want them to marry, but you don't want whoever it is to marry a cheater. What do you do? I think this is a situation. I mean, we have talked about this, Jericho, yeah. first. I object. Uh, yeah, yeah Matt. You, you better tell well, me. If I, yeah, I, this I is object. Too, yeah, okay, this we'll is, do that. This is what too would cliche. You, what would you want if you were the guy getting married? Tell what me. Would oh, you without want? a doubt. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give two answers real quick. Hands down, want to know. 
but I think it's very individualized. If I know Tyler is hands down, head over heels, and no matter what I'm going to tell him, there's nothing that I could sell him against his bride to be. Right. The one, I, then all I'm going to be, I'm a loser relationship because then he thinks just because I don't think they're perfect, then he's going to tell me go fuck myself. So I'm, <laughs> I'm keeping my mouth <laughs> shut. But that. here's the deal: if there was question going in, we just had like beers, was the, beers the night before, uh, blah, blah blah this and that. He's still the man. I just don't sure. Then hands down, I would yeah. be letting him know. I think if she was fucking a dude on her wedding day, <laughs> I think she was probably a whore all the long. Right? And, <laughs> and, and, that, and then I think that, and I, you know, you come across guys like this who are in denial. Like uh, their girlfriend is yeah. fucking around the best on them man all the time. Hooking up with her? Which is another ba- problem. Well, you, you, you gotta, gotta you gotta, gotta tell, tell you gotta tell him, and then uh, you probably beat the shit out of him if you can, and then uh, would See, like to beat her up if you could, but you're that, not allowed. The what would <laughs> what would be horrible to me is if you had a great wedding, it went awesome, no one didn't tell you, and then you found out later. You'd down be the, the line. hero for telling, I think. Because if you learned later you down can't the ruin line, someone's life. You're you're talking about ruining one day. I've had my days ruined all the time. You ever try to gamble and you'll ruin yeah. your day real fast. Can you? But, but, uh, my, like, but like, if you were, if if you just learned that two years later, it was the best wedding like that anybody had ever been to. It gets it's tainted for the, the whole rest. point of a wedding is unity between uh, yeah. man and woman who love each other and is not supposed yeah. to be. All right, Cooley. So what are you doing? Well, I'm not I'm probably not allowed to oh, say I'm that. You're you're probably, I edit that right. out probably. You know That's what I'm doing? I'm telling you <laughs> immediately. Immediately. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Well, no different. We got to think. Your best man's probably going to be Jets if your brother's hooking up. I'm videoing. I just throw no, a curveball into different. it. Twin brothers yeah. fucking the. That's yeah, that, you know that's that happened some before. Shit. I oh, guarantee you. Oh, happened. not a doubt. Even with the twin I'd have bond. To move away. Even with the twin bond. I think it See, would it's be. It's like Cleopatra. These women are de- deceptive and they're 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 uh, venomous. I guess that's another thing. Would you be more, obviously you'd probably be more upset with your spouse, but would you also would you carry more of disdain for the. The, they'd, they'd your both, best man? They'd both just be cut. I'd never speak to Because your best, whoever is the best person in That's your wedding really is the person that you've spent your life with as best friends. So, like, I don't know who I would be more mad at. I think, I think I'd definitely be more mad at him. Well, that's brotherly love. Yeah. So yeah, um, I, I would I too know, because man. you'd like to think that your brother has your back. <laughs> but when even you're, right, when so your would-be wife is trying to be a whore, your brother's got your yeah. back that he won't Disclaimer, let her. Disclaimer: I would never do this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> now, which one of you is more likely to, <laughs> to fuck the other girl, uh, guy's fiance? Uh, yeah. But Jesus, like man. even even if it was like Cooley, I still feel like I would be more mad at him than I would at her because. Like we've been friends longer than yeah. we probably no, have been I agree together. With that. I agree. I agree. With that. I don't if know. If it was a stranger dude, I'm not mad. Yeah, at you, definitely. But it's your best friend. Yeah. Then I'd video. I'd video it, post it on social, <laughs> and then let somebody react to it yeah. while the wedding was going on. All right. So okay. All right. We'll wrap it up because we're going long. I get that. So would a stranger. From what you just got done saying, well, you wouldn't be bummed at a stranger either because I wouldn't either. I wouldn't really, be mad at yeah. I wouldn't be mad fault. at the stranger. I'd be mad at home. Yeah. Well, agree. No, yeah, yeah. minus the wedding thing. Like, if by chance your girlfriend or wife cheats on you with some dude that you don't know, and he, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, whatever. All right, so telling, ah, fitty fitty. I know that's not a good answer. Fitty. All right, absolutely. At one hundred percent, hundred percent. Then I would, and I would have. And to if shoot. I didn't know the guy, I'd probably try to ramble, wrangle up a few other guys 
kill him, sneak him <laughs> in the water, and then threaten her and say, if you ever do this again, we're going to cut your head off like ISIS. <laughs> that probably wouldn't work. Yeah, well, there you go. What an end. Happy episode 71. <laughs> right. Enjoy your marriage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, send us what, what you would do. Uh, we're at the Pine Room Podcast here at the Pine Room Studios. Myself, Jeff, Matt, Jarrett, and Cools, episode 71. On the books, listen Friday. This is going to come out a day before our Friday radio show, so check that out now. I can announce that, so you're a day prior. Radio show Friday at Gumby's on on uh, in Elm, Elm Grove. Grove. We're going to be doing a live show out on location. These guys are going to be in Elm Grove. I'm going to be at the studio. Listen to it. We're we'll talking high school football, high school sports, well, high school football, and then sports uh, in general. It's going to be a sports show. We're going to have some of the fighters from the Rough and Rowdy uh on that show so look forward to that uh we look forward to seeing you in the next episode until next time we'll see you here in the pine room peace